welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes three and four of season two of Hospital Playlist. We sound so professional. It's like we've done this. <laughs> I It took so many years for me to be able to remember numbers and names of shows that we're watching. Just a <laughs> disconcerting amount of years. But I feel like I've been on a roll. I think I've gotten it mm-hmm. right at least two weeks in a row. And I think it's pretty classic Play on K stuff to comment on how we do our (laughs) intro after doing the intro immediately we do an intro so we do the same intro we always do but we insert whatever thing we're doing and then we talk about we we rate we We put we put really into perspective how this (laughs) intro went we do a quick self-reflection this one was good i'm really proud of us and the show (laughs) Why are we like this? <laughs> we just have to get a warm-up in, because we never come in hot. Unlike this show, which came in hot, episode three, we started with Minha just straight up yelling at a husband and mother-in-law of a woman in labor. We never come back to that. It's no, just ne- a thing. We never come back to just the doctor's the medical staff being furious. I get it, though. I'm team yeah. Minha here. I was actually a little bit mad at... Um, Dr. Young? Yeah, for just a minute, because his first assumption was that she was just wasting time. I'm, I'm like, give her some credit. She is out here doing her best. Yeah. Like, you assu- he walks up and you assume he's going to scold her for something, which is awful. I don't like that that's where we go. But you assume he's going to scold her for not getting their permission yet. Yeah. And you're like, she's trying. Leave her alone. (laughs) But he doesn't scold her for that, which feels nice. It feels good. At least there's that. But then he says, we already have permission, at which point I'm out here like, why are... I mean, yeah, in a way she's wasting time, but why did we ever even talk to the family at this point? If they're just going to be the pits, what, who yeah. sent her out there to talk to them? Because they're awful humans. What is this system where we get the patient's permission to do the procedure, and then we also need the husband's permission, Ew. but also we don't? Yeah. Because Dr. Young is like, you definitely don't need his permission. Like, why did Minha think you did? Yeah. Why is she even out there? Yeah. Maybe she did deserve to be scolded. I don't know. If it was her idea, I guess so. But damn, I don't know. Just seems like the whole system's a bit, a bit befuddling. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Either way, we're all mad at that mother in law for, oh, for being like natural birth. It just makes your kids smarter or something. Like, I'm sorry, being alive makes your kids smarter. I know that. (laughs) Both the mother and the child surviving childbirth, I think, is a big part of uh, just general intelligence and brain function. It's a big move in the right direction, I think. So let's maybe prioritize that this time around. Yeah. uh, Also, I I know she's wrong. I know that that's not true. I was super glad that 
she said it to two doctors that both immediately looked at her like she was the dumbest person. They should have <laughs> asked her if she was delivered unnaturally. I was 110% a C-section baby myself, and so I'm out here feeling pretty validated by them being furious and also super stoked, I guess, uh... Not super stoked. The opposite of super stoked. Uh, not super stoked that anyone would ever think that, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's the reason I said super stoked when I meant the opposite of super stoked, and I am more dumb because Classic I wasn't natural baby stuff. Yeah, you know, not natural birth, big dummy. <laughs> I love that you keep calling it not natural birth. What is it? it this Medicated? baby just came out. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, I is mean, it's natural shorthand? birth. So I guess the opposite would be not natural birth, as in, (laughs) I know there's, you would say, like, medicated or C-section birth. You'd probably just say whichever of the other two methods was used. But just the encompassing (laughs) term of not natural birth is so funny to me. (laughs) Supernatural. was born unnaturally. Raquel was was a supernatural baby. Supernatural birth. (laughs) Supernatural birth. How can so, you, so, she's so dumb. It's <laughs> a medical marvel. <laughs> it is not natural. It is not natural. And that's why we're here to talk about it. Oh, I love that. Unnatural babies are just as smart as natural babies. Can we say that? Plan K will go on record. <laughs> Oh, um, next up in my notes, we got, apparently his name is Dr. Chan. Yes. He's the worst. He's kind of our villain from season one a little bit. And he's back just doing the least. Oh, yes. It's interesting how they frame his entire career because this dude should not have a job. I think he's broken the law at multiple points. And he clearly can't treat patients. So I guess where I'm at is it's interesting because typically they make a villain in a show and they make the villain really competent, right? And then Mm -hmm. it's hard to get rid of them because, God, do we hate them. They're a terrible person. But also, they're very good at their job. They know what they're doing. They're a smart person. This dude is so... He was clearly not naturally born. I need to let that joke go. I need to let that joke go. Sorry, everyone. Never let it go. (laughs) No, but he's so dumb and he's so incompetent that all of the medical staff are just constantly crawling out of their skin because they're so uncomfortable with him. He seems to know what he's doing. He just doesn't have, I don't know what to call it, the hands-on skills to be able to do it well? Because you see him having patience. Mm -hmm. So obviously, he can do the consultation part, he can read medical records and test results, x-rays, whatever. He can read and interpret all of that and be able to communicate it to patients poorly, without candor, but... (laughs) He can do it. But then, yeah, you see him try and actually 
do the hands-on skills with a patient, and it is horrifying. It goes so poorly, and it seems like they led up to that by saying he hasn't done this kind of very basic procedure in 20 years. And that you can see that pretty immediately. Yep. I don't know if it's enough to get him fired. I don't think so. Because like you said, I think you said it last episode, you usually want the nurse to insert your IV because they do that stuff every day. But if you are a governor and you're friends with a doctor and you request that that doctor put in your IV, you're probably going to have a harder time with it. It seemed like that sort of situation where it's like, well... he doesn't usually do this stuff, so you can request him to do it, but he's gonna be a little rusty. Like, it's a bad idea, but I guess go for it. But yeah, didn't he accept bri- or no, he didn't accept bribes. He used a company card to pay for golf or something last time. So he does a bunch of opposite. shady. Yeah, I think another company paid for his golf membership. Gotcha. Okay. So he accepts gifts, which almost every episode they have a really grateful parent crying and offering a gift to one of the Fab Five. And one of the Fab Five saying, no, I'll literally lose my job. Uh, Uh I'm good. Thank you so much, though. Noted. I appreciate it. And then, yeah, apparently you don't lose your job. So So start accepting those gifts. Yeah, go for it. Why not? Use Dr. Chung as your uh, moral compass. Is he doing it? You should do it, too. You should do it, too. That's play on K. We're really setting our standards right. (laughs) Yikes. If we want a moral compass, there is nowhere better to look than our two mom buds. Oh, so sweet. So sweet. I didn't even know we wanted this. I didn't even know to put it on the request board that we needed more patients who are best friends. They gave us moms, which we love some good moms. It's a and solid then they start. Best friends. We love friendship and we love girl best friends. What Did we come up with a name for it last time? We just said, I don't know, female friendship. We love it. We love it. We live for it. There's no name for it because it's too perfect for words. It's everything we need. And we got them. And we also have uh, Choi Songhua and her chief res. Is it her chief resident or is it just a resident? I want to say chief resident. No, I'm not going to make up terms. I have no idea what anyone is called around there. Someone said I'm a fixed intern. And I was like, are we supposed to know what that is? I'm guessing it means that he now stays in the cardiothoracic. Oh. He's fixed into his... But I could be so, so (laughs) wrong. Why are we speculating on that? What is wrong with us? I don't know, but we've made up a job for her. Her name is Sunbin. Nice. I finally wrote it down because it felt important. She's dating someone with a similar name to her, yep. right? Yes, that's fun. That's a fun I thing. I did not write down his name. Yikes. Did no, not catch fine. it. 
He was barely in these. But she's becoming a main character. She's at least secondary by now. Yeah. No, I I do love her, and I love her friendship with Song Hua, where it's very similar to, correct me, you've got to correct me, and if I really fuck it up, I'm going to write this down as a time. I know exactly who you're going to say, and I've got your back. Jayhawk. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's just like uh, Junwon and Jayhawk's friendship, where it's a little bit senior, like it's a little bit um, Hubei Sunbei. Mm-hmm. You know, but also it's a little bit best friends who support each other and love each other throughout this series. It's so good. And I think it was a big shift from their relationship last season that was definitely just teacher-student. Mm-hmm. I love it. Give us these girl friendships. <laughs> we need them. And then, yeah, they have scenes where they talk dating and relationships but they also still have scenes where Songhua is correcting her doctoral thesis. She's correcting Sonbin's doctoral thesis. Gotta check the notes for her name every single time. <laughs> and it's such a sweet moment where you're like, it's very, there's so much respect in the room, I guess, is what I love about it. And Sonbin doesn't ever lose hope on her project. She very much feels that Songhua supports her in this and just wants her to do her best. I love to see it. Yes, it's that, uh, I don't even like the word criticism for it, but criticism in good faith, right? Where it says that she knows anything, any feedback she receives is all in good faith because, yes, Songhua wants her to succeed. And so she comes to her and says, I actually. Let's let's actually get into this. I love that you liked it, but can we talk about <laughs> it in detail? Yes. I really liked that scene. And then of course, I loved the amazing scene where Songhua was like, "You should have yelled at that guy so much sooner." And I'm not saying this as your best friend, which I now am. <laughs> I'm saying this as your mentor, which the line is blurry, but as your mentor, I can also tell you that is an okay thing to do. Yes. Amazing. And advocate for your patients, because if you don't, no one else will. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Those two. Mm. I love them. I love them. Um, I know we're going in order through notes. Can we skip out of order for just a moment? Because Always. I want to get my negative thoughts about one of the plot aspects not even because it's included or because it's a poor plot. I just don't like it. And I want to get that negativity out in the air. And then we can okay. move on to all of the other things we love once more. Yeah. I'm so furious about Iksun and Junwan's relationship status at the end of episode four. I'm right there with you. It's infuriating. It's despicable of Iksun. I'm writing her off as a character at this point. I hate Is she that 12? plot. Twelve, right? I that plot makes no sense because she's an adult human who should who was be told, "Hey, you made a mistake. You've been talking about yourself way too much and not at all." asking about your boyfriend and she's told in the worst way it sucks Mm -hmm. that her own brother is like my best friend's girlfriend is kind of a bee like i hate (laughs) this woman that sucks to hear yeah but self-reflection a little bit of introspection 
and being like, hey, I got to be a better girlfriend if I want this relationship to work. Yeah. I guess she chose not. Yeah, and so she chose, I'm assuming, to lie about liking someone else. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I read the room incorrectly. It felt like a big, dumb lie. Mm-hmm. To, and I also can't, I'm guessing she's she actually is sick, right? Because yeah. she's coming home to be treated. But also, it's so weird because it it's one of those things where I it makes me wonder if she's scared about the relationship or is it she feels guilty for making it all about her and now she's sick and it kind of has to be all about her so instead she's lying to get out i just i'm sure we'll find out whatever buck wild motivations they are i hope these writers can pull it together right now every option seems like bullshit yeah it's so infuriating. I guess, like you said, maybe they can pull it together and really string out this timeline for us of what's going through her head. Because I I feel like I could give her a little more grace and wiggle room if it was, I just found out I'm really, really sick and I don't think I can handle a relationship right now. I think that's fair. Or at least there's more to the story there. But the way that it played out on screen for us viewers was her hearing, you've been a bad girlfriend, and her going, okay, then I won't be a girlfriend. And that's it. Yeah, and then being sick, but not telling her boyfriend, even if if she, I mean, that would be a perfectly adequate excuse, right? To say, hey, I'm sick right now, and I actually think I need to focus on that. And I'm so sorry, because I know that that's a lot to hear all at once. And I know we're in things together. But I just, this is a decision I'm making for me and my health. And I think we should call this off. And instead, she lies. I just, I mean, I want to know how that factors into it. How does her sickness factor into the relationship and her decision to end it? Did she already know? Or did she find out the next day? Did she break up with uh, Kim Jun-won and then say, oh my god, I just got my test results back. What poor timing. I'm yeah. coming back to Korea. Which, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that, w- yes, maybe that was the timeline. I also don't know. Maybe, because she got in a car accident, right? And so uh-huh. that factors in somehow. And yes, there's so much to it. And then to lie and say she likes someone else is just so despicable. Um, I just... Because you shouldn't have to, right? Yeah. You just should... You, if you don't... You don't need a reason like there's someone else to end a relationship. That doesn't have to be a thing. <laughs> Kim Jin-won deserves to know, but I also really want to know what the real reason is for you breaking up with him like he needs it he needs he needs it and he deserves it but i want it so you should (laughs) give it to me why why are you ending this relationship is it sincerely because you are a 12 year old person saying i just can't handle the drama right now i need to focus on me and if someone else can't handle that, then I can't be with them. Like, so, okay, what? So I'm gonna make something up. So I'll just lie. I'll just lie and get out of this relationship. 
Because we can agree that it's probably a lie, right? That she... Yes. Okay, 100%. Good. <laughs> I... Oh, because she lies and then he says, "Is are you in love with your roommate? And I kind of felt a little bit vindicated with how hurt she looked in that moment. Being like, you think I'm in love with him? It's like, yeah, suck it. I'm, <laughs> you shouldn't lie anyways. But, so now I'm mad at you. And I'm glad that he hurt you by saying, I kind of suspected the whole time that you were cheating. Because can we not, can we not circle back to you lying about living with a guy as well? Right? What is even happening? Why? uh, Because it's not a problem. I think that's the thing, right? It's just not a problem if you don't make it a problem. And she's out here making everything a problem. It's totally fine to live with the gender that you're attracted to, but you can't then not tell your significant other. That makes it (laughs) a bad thing. That makes it not okay. Yeah, that is a lot to take in. Yeah, and freaking Junwon did not get to deal with any of that before suddenly he's dumped. He, yeah, he's still process. He is five steps behind processing. Oh, she lied about her whole living situation and who her, I guess, best friend slash roommate is, and what's going on with that whole situation. And but I can't even be mad at her because she was just in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> So he's a couple steps back, still trying to, you know, sit with stuff, process it, and every one of these doctors has the literal most fucking upside-down chaotic life Yeah, with their, with their work and everything. They are constantly, these people don't sleep. I, they show us them eating. I don't know what alternate plane they step out into, like, this, like, time shift, you know, where they step out of the 24 hours within a day to find to eat, because they are just always in seven-hour surgeries and Uh doing outpatient meetings for an additional six hours of their day, and then apparently they've maybe at some point slept, and then (laughs) they have, you know one of their friends calls them and they're like, hey, come do this thing with me. And they say, okay, I have time. (laughs) When? When do you have time? I like this show because the pacing is so ambiguous that it does seem like they're always busy and they occasionally mention, this week is super packed. I've got no time for the next three days. But you can tell that seasons are passing very quickly, or at least weeks and months pass fairly quickly. So you do get the impression that maybe they're not dying, they're not superhuman, and taking an extra extra dimensional portal to get <laughs> a few more hours out of their day to eat, which I like. I think they keep the show really ambiguous as far as what time is like, and they have to, because yeah, if it was just day-to-day in and out, we would have to assume that these people are superhuman. They are so busy all the time. It's insane. Constantly. Constantly. I. It does stress me out just a little bit because um, I am just, by nature, not a super productive person. And I've been working for a couple of years now on deconstructing just 
the thought that my worth is attached to how productive I am, right? Then you see these people who have... (laughs) And they're fake people on a TV, but they have both people skills and they're personable and likable and uh, kind to everyone they meet. And they have the emotional energy to be both that and incredibly productive. Just outstandingly productive in their lives. And I pretty much typically have to choose between sending a text to a friend because I forgot to text them two weeks ago or um, doing the dishes, right? I have to Mm -hmm. pick one. (laughs) I can't do both. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I'm, you know, at the very best, that chief of Leek Junes who said, I just like to take Friday afternoons off just for a little me time. I'm <laughs> literally me, unemployed, and I'm still like, Fridays are me time, you know? I gotta take those off. <laughs> and then all these other main characters are out there doing the most. Get away from me. <laughs> Get away from us, okay? We can't take this energy. I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't be around you. I can't be around you guys. (gasps) Can I also say, just real quick, I looked up that chief who uh, Lee Jun's favor was to ask him to go to his friend's hospital and assist with a little surgery on Friday afternoon. Mm. I looked it up, and the hospital is... Three and a half hours away. Whoa. Or at least the towns are three and a half hours apart. So he's like, can you just drive over there really quick and (laughs) do a surgery for my friend? Thank you. Remember I operated on your brother? Thanks. Hope you enjoy podcasts because you have (laughs) some time on your hands. If you need any recommendations, I've heard of one called Play on K. They're talking about (laughs) us this week. Lee Yuk Jun is a fan. Of course he knows about us. He knows about everybody. And everything. And he enjoys people and knowing things. What a man. I so when you first said you were mad about something, I thought you were going to say the actor that Lee Jun hired to play the violinist's brother who comes in and goes on a date with Che Sung-hwa and says, I already have a girlfriend, and if you want to know our backstory, it's actually really, really interesting because she was my best friend, and then she confessed to me, and I said no because I was a little bit scared. But after a while, I realized that I really had feelings for her, and now we're married and, like, living our best lives. That's 100% a paid implant by Lee Jun and... Honestly, I'm impressed because it seems to have worked. It, it wasn't <laughs> Good for you. subtle. That's an investment. Yeah, it wasn't subtle at, from my perspective, but from Song Hwa's perspective, it seems to be pretty subtle. So it seemed to work on her. I love that for us. Yeah, I don't know how she was like. This is real. This is legit. Because me watching it. <laughs> You're a joke, sir. Get out of my house. Leek Jun looked, and just, I think maybe if it wasn't at the end of him, or at the end of that conversation, him asking, do you have anyone like that in your life? Everything else, I think they could have gotten away with, you know, he would have gotten off free. 
But I think that Liak Jun should dock his pay a little bit based on that final question because that almost gave up the whole plot. The jig is up if you honestly are like, what are the chances? But do you have anyone who's a best friend of yours who confessed to you recently? Sir, get out. You're fired. <laughs> his name, uh, rem- uh, it rhymes with shmi schmick schmoo? Mm-hmm. Anyone like that? Oh, <laughs> does he look like that guy over there? Could it be? <laughs> Sir. No. No. Take it Take it back. 10%. Just few, few notches. Dial it down. Okay. Stop um, this. Also, just Liak June looking at his watch and being like, oh, now is a great time to go get coffee for all of the, like, GS department. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Huh, Liak June. What are the chances that you're going to be there? <laughs> Making making Songhua laugh, making her smile. Adorable. I'm really glad that wasn't the part that you were mad at, but I wouldn't <laughs> have held it against you if you were pretty fed up with that weirdness. <laughs> Honestly, uh, yeah, no, I'm not mad at it. It is buck wild, but I'm not mad at it. <laughs> good, good. Um, I genuinely, just looking at my notes... We're going to take it back to Kim Joon-won for just two seconds, because I genuinely forgot how hard the cliffhanger for episode three hit that man, where he finds out that his girlfriend's in a car accident and that she's living with another man, both at the same time. Yeah. And same I phone thought call. that was going to be all we talked about, and then this <laughs> man just keeps getting hit while he's down. He's been the last two, at least two cliffhangers, right? Has he been... All of the cliffhangers this season. Because last season, it was all Dr. Young. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And this season, it was always him and his dad and his mom just (laughs) being the cliffhangers that I didn't super care about last season. Yes! And this season, I still kind of, there is a level of maybe not quite caring. Um, I don't know how 100% invested in the relationship I am anyway, you know? Like, I love them. I do, it, it would be nice if it worked out. Lately, it's felt like a little bit too much. I love them when they're together and normal and two adults in an adult relationship. Yes. I loved that about them and for them. I don't know what's going on right now, and I don't like it. Yeah, I have no time for it. Yeah, which makes me just disinterested in the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. But... They're still going to put those cliffhangers in. I'm going to say, that's great, but what if we went back to the moms that are best friends? <laughs> they could be my cliffhanger every time. I'm Even stressed for Uju them. Even and his girlfriend. Like, yeah. what are they up to? Yeah. I want to know more about them. Are they good? Are we worried about them? Because he seems pretty devoted, but she is going camping with her dad a lot. So... so. She's, she's going to be pretty packed. Yeah, she's busy. Well, they have enough time for each other. <laughs> I'm interested in these questions. But also, like you said, unjokingly, those moms, they go through <laughs> it. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> Why are we making the moms cry? That's some what? classic <laughs> play on K. That is like episode five play on K, I think. Don't make that the moms cry. That is a throwback. 
Don't yeah. make the moms cry. That is our stuff. We are serious about it. Do not make mothers cry. And this mom sitting alone in the cafeteria, five feet away from her best friend, crying alone. Do not do that to us. Yeah. Also, best friend, go to her. Go sit with oh her. Oh my god. Stop being awkward. Because I see me in you. <laughs> I'm a very weak person. I cry all the time. I would be having the hardest time. I would never be able to pull myself together like strong mom. I am short-haired mom all the way. And I need you to step up and be a good friend and say, Hey, husband, I know that you came all the way here and we're kind of celebrating together. But right now, someone else needs me. Yeah. And right now, I, like our happiness is great. But also, I, I shared some sadness with this person, and I need to mm -hmm. be there with them. That I just wanted to, you know, see that. And she came through, but also... Yeah. Only when the good news came around, which yeah. was hard. Yeah. Be with your friends through the bad news and the good news, I guess. You know? Yeah. I get it. I get how hard it would be to get good news, and especially the good news that your friend is waiting on. And say, I don't know how to be around them. I don't want to rub it in. That is my worst nightmare. I just don't want them to be constantly reminded of what they don't have by being around me. But like you said, it's about being there in the good times and the bad times. You just got to go over and pull the band-aid and say, it might be awkward and I might hurt them by being around them. But I hope that I can do better than that. And I will try really hard to just be there for them while they're still waiting. Yeah. And just Ugh. be the support system they were for me. Because, yeah. yeah, strong mom was real strong. And continued to be strong. And also Wuju, or not Wuju, uh, June Wan was a super cute doctor. Wuju was also a cute doctor when he walked <laughs> in with his little hands up. Let's not get into this. We're, we're focused on something else. <laughs> Um, keep it together, keep it together. <laughs> when Jun Wan, uh, multiple times, he had so many, he has been going through it, and he still had so many perfection moments where I just was so excited to see them. Uh, I was just so excited to see him acknowledging the patient who is lonely and isolated, and I was really excited to see him having the, I guess... It's not that he never does, but for some reason with his personality, seeing his his good rapport with his patients is always, it hits a little bit different than watching Leek Jun have good rapport with his patients, right? Where he, Jun Wan, will have a moment with his patients where he says, I won't give up on finding your son a donor, as or your daughter a donor. Daughter? genuinely don't know. Oh, shoot. I won't find that, or I won't give up on finding your child a donor as long as you don't first. So let's not give up together. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, yeah, really, really well juxtaposed between the other doctors where you see Leek Jun has a natural rapport. He's very smiley and bubbly with all of his patients. And then you see An Jung Wan who's maybe a bit more serious, but very soft with his patients. And I think you get the juxtaposition between Jung Wan and Jun Wan 
really well because they often work with children. Yes. But An Jung Won is so much sweeter. And so I love those moments and especially these episodes where they gave us this side of Kim Jun Won who is so sweet and just a little bit softer, but more so you see how brave he is and how much he's like, I'm here to keep going. I have so much faith that we will save this kid. I need you to be strong because I have all the faith in the world that this is going to work out. It just needs, we just need to wait. And that's the hardest part is waiting. And it's just so beautiful to see. And it's so different from all the other doctors in a beautiful way. Yeah, he's yeah, he's brave and supportive in those moments. And all of the other doctors, yeah, they have their type. And Sung-Hwa is really knowledgeable and uh, still warm, but, but more, I guess, knowledge-based. And then there's just, yeah, something so unexpectedly genuine coming from Junwon that you just don't see and and then it comes and you you remember that all of these people are just superhero doctors that are in a fake show yeah. but you love them so much for everything that they are delivering. Yeah. Yeah, I think Young Seok Hyung gets kind of put in the same category mm-hmm. where he's a really quiet, sweet and you don't know how much he cares. Until he has to show it, and then you realize it's an incredible amount how much he cares about each of his patients. It is just amazing, and you just love all of them so much, and I feel like they're getting better and better this season with diving into the characters. They're getting even more complex, which I think is something that is really spectacular about a second season. I think that's something a place where season two can often be either really repetitive or kind of just let you down, or they might start to focus more on the other characters in a show. And this one's still diving into the same five characters even deeper and showing more and more layers to them and keeping me interested. Yeah, and and yeah, the, through the lens of, of their interactions with their patients, which is such a cool way to, I don't know, do that. We, everyone's always been enchanted by that since the birth of medical dramas. <laughs> since the unnatural uh-huh. birth of medical dramas. <laughs> she brought it back. <laughs> I will never not love that joke. <laughs> do it forever. Yeah. Because we had baby Unji, uh, the child of a strong mom. Mm-hmm. And we had the Daddy Longlegs patient in episode three, who comes all the way from Mokpo, I think. Super sweet. He's got the best boy in the world, his sweet, sweet son, who cried when he found out his dad was sick. I'm in love with him. Yes. I love everything about that f- whole family. <laughs> we have the little orphan girl who Kim Junwan arranges visitors for. <gasps> not not to call people out. I'm sorry. I know that this nurse is probably overwhelmed. She's an ICU nurse. She probably has so much on her plate. Has she really never heard of a program that arranges visitors for ICU patients? Come on. 
come on, that seems like maybe something you would know about. Maybe she's never dealt with an ICU patient that didn't have visitors. I don't know, I'm out here making excuses for her. We'll give her that. We'll give her that (laughs) one, because I don't want to be mad at an ICU nurse. I'm not here to do that. (laughs) But I was disappointed when she was like, man, that just never occurred to me to ask people to visit this tiny child who has no visitors and might be paralyzed forever. That didn't seem like something that was on your radar. You just thought, like, I'll just check in on you more often than the other patients. (laughs) That'll do it. No, lady, that won't do it. You're busy. Find someone who isn't. This is your job. (laughs) Find someone who it's not their job to visit this kid. Yeah, and just see about if they'll come and... And talk at them. That's an interesting one, though, because she can't talk back. So mm-hmm. I think that would take a special kind of person, right? A really special person to come in and just, you know... Ha- Chatter. Have a, yeah, have a story to tell or talk about nothing or talk about something or... Yeah, it's definitely different than just visiting someone in the hospital. That's yeah. fair. Uh, but it made me <laughs> sad. I just want that little girl to be happy. Yeah, I want her to be happy and have friends. Oh my god. I, I think I'm out of notes, except for be happy and have friends. We can transition to Leek June having that. Oh my god, I'm going to try and pronounce it Korean food. It's called tteokbokki. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I think you did a fantastic job. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you. That's really nice. Yeah. He eats that with Mina and Gyul. Super sweet. I guess the three of them. Like every week, right? They get together. (laughs) I guess. Because it's a club. It's like a book club, but for food. Yeah. I love that for them. Yeah. Holy, I would join that. Do I I have the time to read a book? Probably, but I probably won't. Do I have the time? (laughs) To eat some delicious spicy food, 100%. I'm there. I'm showing up. I will find the time. (laughs) I'll be there. And then Dr. Yang shows up. I don't know if he was invited. It seemed like he just showed up and was like, well, this is the break room, right? I'm allowed to be here. (laughs) So I'll stay. And then Dr. An showed up and our boy Leek June was the happiest fifth wheel I've ever seen. He's precious. He was just so genuinely happy for these people. I he, can't get over that. He probably needs to sit down and have a better talk with uh Kyung, but, you know. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Keep working on that, man, because yeah. I ship that. I need Minha to be happy, and... I need Sokyoung to be happy, obviously. It's hurting my heart that he thinks he doesn't deserve love. That's insane to me. I need him to get past that. Yeah. So keep working on that. But also, whenever you get called out to go see Che Sung-hwa, that's fine too. Yeah, pretty cute that he's always ready to help her. I Cute because I still have a lot of hope that they're going to become the most powerful couple known to man the most charismatic intelligent uh beautiful couple known to just humankind right uh i i still believe i still believe i'm here for it they're gonna be the best thing since the song songs yeah 
I rest in peace, song song relationship. <laughs> I feel like that feels on the level of a fictional relationship. Obviously, they don't compare to real life beautiful relationships, especially Hyunbin and Son Yejin. <laughs> I just want to say that so that we don't get hate mail. <laughs> Obviously, Hyunbin and Son Yejin, we ship forever. We love yes, them. I'm so happy for them. If you guys follow them on Instagram. Uh, we almost never do a little gossip section. It's not even gossip. It's literally just that they have announced their marriage. This is news. This yeah. is the news, okay? It's, we're not going to speculate too much, just that we're super happy for them, and they're beautiful, and God, that just makes the entirety of Crash Landing on you so, I don't know, perfect, because... Sometimes you see chemistry and you think that's 112% chemistry, and then to have it confirmed by real life, it's just so good. It's just so good. And if you need more of that, go follow that couple on Instagram, because they're real. Yep. And we love that. <laughs> I don't know why in my mind. I think just because they got divorced, it ended. The Song Song couple feels like characters in a show yeah it like, does a little bit after descendants of the sun they actually got together but their relationship didn't last much longer than the show so it's like feels just like their relationship in the show basically i don't know yeah. my mind is silly <laughs> it's real and fictional and they had chemistry and i don't i don't know exactly how it all went i'm but i'm I like to believe they still care about each other a lot. <laughs> I've decided yeah. that in my heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we love a cordial divorce. I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where, did this? Where did we lose this? <laughs> and end podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you also love a cordial divorce, just email us at plankpodcast at gmail.com. Or just, you know, uh, tweet the words at us. I, I love a cordial divorce. Uh, we're on Twitter at playonk, and we are on Instagram at podcast. If you want to leave us a review, it would help other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Probably I Love a Cordial Divorce would <laughs> not make any sense on a review board, but if that's your vibe, we're here for it. it we will match your vibe. It would be absolutely magically misleading, because I do feel like some people would come here to listen to us talk with the misconception that we uh, are a... Breaking up? Yeah, that we're like a divorce couple, right? <laughs> um, but, oh my god but we still really get along <laughs> yeah okay please talk about me and raquel's cordial divorce on <laughs> our review page thank you <laughs> um i think that's just about everything right you can also go to our oh. website if you want it's playonk.com there's it's so there. much stuff there there's websites there's a newsletter. We've actually... Pictures? Yeah, there's pictures on one page. We just... We have some pictures. It's cute. I really, <laughs> I really like our website. It's uh, on I'm, the internet. I'm losing my mind again for the second time in 30 seconds. <laughs> um, thank you everyone so much for listening and... Uh, 
Join us next week for the next two episodes of Hospital Playlist. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.